Hi everyone, welcome to the World of Girls podcast. I'm your host, Honey, and unfortunately, I will be your only host today because Bella and I have been super busy and we just can't seem to find a time that works best for both of us to sit down and talk for the podcast. And um, yeah, to be honest, this feels very out of character for me to talk alone like this because I'm not usually a chatty person. But you know what? I'm just I'm just going to push through and pretend like you're here with me. If you're new here, hello. I'm so glad that you found our little corner of the internet. And if you've been following us since the beginning, thank you so, 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 so much. We are still here because of you. And I'm very glad that you came back. It's been a while, huh? It's been, yeah, I think the last time we recorded an episode was when? I think January 2021, is that correct? Oh yeah, January 2021, over a year ago. A lot of things have happened since then. There are so many things we have in mind to share and to listen to from you. We actually recorded another episode shortly after our last one, but we were just talking nonsense and (laughs) decided not to upload it. But Recently, we decided to make a podcast revival because we wanted an outlet to share our thoughts, our ramblings, and just our interests in general. So here we are. The theme for today's episode is love and loss. I know, I know it sounds quite heavy, but I promise it's not going to be all sappy and sad. Um, I just wanted to share some of the revelations I've learned within the past year about love and loss in hope that maybe someone out there can relate and can also share with us their own experience with love and loss. So going forward with this episode, I want to talk about love and loss through the eyes of someone who has just lost their loved one. Um, I actually lost my mom this January and life hasn't been the same since. It's been both sad and wonderful and filled with so much love and yet my mother's absence has left a gaping hole in my life so yeah it feels pretty weird but i think i think i'm getting through it i think i'm getting by just fine now for context in june 2021 my mother got diagnosed with metastatic cancer which is basically an extension of her original cancer. Maybe extension is not the right word. More like um, the spread, like a spreading of her original cancer. So she had cervical cancer back in early 2019, but went through surgery and treatments to remove it. By the end of 2019, the cancer was gone and she had a remission. However, last year, we found that it has metastasized to her bones lungs and liver and um, she lived just over six months after her diagnosis she actually got sick in april 2021 and i remember um, it so vividly because on my birthday we spent the whole day at the hospital and we thought it was just a normal back pain because she was an active person and it was just a result of her active lifestyle But as I mentioned, we later found out that it was cancer. I'm going to save you the details about just how sick she was, what happened during her treatments, etc. Because honestly, I can talk about that all day now that I'm comfortable enough to talk about it. I can talk about the 
other patients there, the stories of their strong and resilient caregivers, or the healthcare system even. I can talk about it all day because honestly, I don't think I've ever shared this to anyone but my partner and a couple of my best friends. You know how in every sad movie about a character who's dying because of a chronic illness, there's usually always this scene about the revelation of the remaining time to live? Usually, it's done by the doctors and they would have a serious meeting with the family to discuss the patient's lifespan. Well, I thought it was only something from the movies, but it actually happened to me. Um, we did the big meeting. Um, there were her doctors and nurses, a psychologist, and even a religious representative from the hospital to comfort the family. That was when they dropped the bomb that, uh, according to their assessment, my mom probably only had three months to live and that she should go under palliative care, which um, is an effort to enhance the quality of life for a dying person until their death comes. Obviously, my mom didn't know about this and we didn't want to tell her, but she still wanted to undergo chemotherapy and that's when her body showed major signs of deterioration. I was reading Crying in H Mart when my mom was undergoing chemotherapy. So if you want to know how it feels to be a caregiver for a sick parent, I would highly recommend you to read that book. But regardless of whether or not you're going through a similar thing, I would still highly recommend you to read the book because it is such a beautifully written book. The book was written by Michelle Zahner, also known as the musical act Japanese Breakfast. It is a memoir about Michelle's relationship with her mother, who is also dying of cancer. When I was reading the book, it honestly felt like reading my journal entries. For the first time in my caregiving journey, I felt seen through Zahner's writings. The ups and downs of being a caregiver, the complicated mother-daughter relationship, the sentimental things she cherished in her mind about her mother, and the nights spent sleeping on a hospital couch, I could relate to her. And it felt like a reflection of my own experience at the time. Days leading to her death, I wrote journal entries and anticipated my grief. I wrote about how angry I was all the time, mostly at myself because of how tired I felt. I felt so guilty for being tired because, of course, because I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the right to be tired because my mom was taking care of me every day before she got sick. She used to drive me to school and she used to pick me up from school and drove me back home every single day. So now that I look back on it, I don't think that I dealt with the ramifications of her treatments properly. I mean, like my response to to that. She kept going until I think her her fifth chemotherapy treatment but eventually her body denied the treatments the body that was once so full of life became pale and so thin and frail leading up to her death she was tired we all knew it too and the night before her death i visited her in the hospital and i cried the whole ride home i cried because i think i had that gut feeling that 
it was going to be the last time that I was going to meet her. Well, it was so dangerous, actually. I shouldn't have cried while driving. But I wept and wept all the way home. And um, the next day, she passed away peacefully at 6.45 a.m. on a Sunday. I still remember it. At first, I did not know how to deal with my grief. Just a week after her death, I went to see a therapist. And she was quite concerned over how calm I was, how I didn't cry when I was talking about my mother, how I said I was fine to live alone with my cats and not have people visiting me all the time. She said it kind of scared her because I might be bottling up my feelings. Um, now that I look back on it, I guess it was true. As the eldest daughter, I was told to be strong. I was told that I couldn't cry too much because otherwise my mother would not rest in peace. And then after working with my therapist for a few sessions, and I also read John Didion's book, The Year of Magical Thinking, um, I could finally let myself feel grief in my own way. To accept my grief, I would write about her every single day. I would try to remember what it was like before she got sick and... For some time, it felt like living with a ghost. I mean, not not in a scary way, of course. Um, but I don't know. It felt like living with with her shadow because I could feel both her presence and absence everywhere I looked. In my house, in a restaurant we used to go to, the flyover that we would drive through after coming home from the hospital almost every single day for a few months. And even in my office parking lot, I got reminded of her, of when she drove me to my first day of work. Then I would feel an immense pain in my chest and cry about it. You know that when when you're so sad and, and you could feel the pain in your chest, um, I could cry everywhere. Every time I got reminded of her, I would reread our text messages over and over again and cry myself to sleep. Um, honestly, it's 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 a pain I don't ever wish to revisit. I also didn't eat. I would only eat once a day. I couldn't sleep. But, but somehow I knew that it was a necessary process to go through. And it was bearable because I had my friends and some of my family members. And I also had my therapist who worked with me so I could channel my grief in a healthy way. After all... I think Joan Didion was right. Grief, when it comes, it's it's nothing we expect it to be. Grief turns out to be a place none of us know until we reach it. Even though I had anticipated my grief for my mom when she got diagnosed, when she actually passed away, I I couldn't process my grief. After three months, my grief slowly subsided. Well, to be honest, it, it's still here. It never really goes away. But I realized that my life got bigger. Uh, one of my friends sent me this graphic that says, your life will grow around the grief. And now I know that it's true. Because after her death, I felt purposeless. Like my, ha my, like my life had no meaning. Because everything I did was to help my mother. Everything I did was to make her happy. But 
I know my mother and I know that her cheerful, resilient self wouldn't want me to sulk in despair over her death. I know she would want me to pursue my dreams, to enjoy life, to love more, to be a good person. And that was her purpose as a mother. I've always known that to be true. Now, love plays a big role in how my life grew around the grief. Slowly, the hollow feeling of loss I encountered everywhere I looked got replaced with the love that I have for my mother and her love for me. I also started to see the love that her friends and her family have for her, how much kindness and joy that my mother shared with them. And I also like hearing anecdotes about her from different people at different stages of her life because it just reminds me how kind, loving, and genuine she was throughout her life. And it inspires me to be the same for the people in my life. So yeah, um, I do believe that love and prayers transcend time and space. I believe that her love stays even when she's not physically here anymore. And I can feel now that her love is ubiquitous in every place that I mentioned earlier and beyond. You probably know Andrew Garfield. He's a famous actor and um, he also lost his mother. In an interview, he said something about his grief that really resonated with me. He said, quote, I love talking about her, by the way. So if I cry, it's only a beautiful thing. This is all the unexpressed love, the grief that will remain with us until we pass because we never get enough time with each other, no matter if someone lives till 60, 15 or 99. So I hope this grief stays with me because it's all the unexpressed love that I didn't get to tell her. And I told her every day. We all told her every day. She was the best of us. Unquote. Come to think of it, in moments of despair, love was what kept me going. I know, I know this sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Um, my love for my cats, my love for my friends, my sister, my not my music, I mean for music, for my life. Love was what kept me going. For example, last weekend, I was sick and caught a fever. Usually when I got sick, my mother would cook all kinds of hearty foods for me. And again, grief came because I was reminiscing about her care and cooking. Well, I guess it's true that what they say about how grief comes and goes like waves. Um, you know, sometimes you can like forget about it and some other time it just comes like waves anyways I was crying I felt lonely definitely was in that oh poor me I'm alone mood and um, I wanted to have someone to take care of me so um, I texted my friends and they made me feel less alone and they took care of me even though they, they weren't physically here the next day, I felt better and went to eat out with my friend Helen. We had a good day, and when we got home, I just felt this overwhelming gratitude for her. So I texted her how much I love her, and yeah, we just kind of talked about love for a bit. And it was just a wholesome interaction, the one that makes you feel warm on the inside. And I guess these kinds of loving and love keep me going in life. You know what, actually, the reason I chose this theme is because I was talking to Helen. Um, we were talking about how mysterious love was. 
and wondered how the feelings of love and loss can coexist at the same time. Just how you can be sad and happy at the same time. I mean, I guess it's normal, but it's also peculiar how our hearts can do this. It's possible to feel lost and yet still love something or someone so deeply and to have your heart broken and to feel so in love at the same time. This is also what I felt when I went through my first real breakup a few months ago. I wept every single day and my friends were there for me. I was mourning my relationship and the future that could have been and at the same time I was also feeling so much love and warmth for and from my friends. Again, I was trying to internalize this loss and um yeah, I guess I guess it was the first time that I learned that two people who were in love could no longer be together just because the situation called for it and it was such a mature reason for leaving a relationship. From the breakup, I learned that the grief I have for my relationship is just um, a form of manifestation of my love for my partner and I learned that it was possible for love in all shapes and sizes to cross paths with other kinds of love. In conclusion, as Helen said, beyond all of this pain and suffering, there is still an overarching love that binds us all together. And yeah, that is the biggest lesson that I learned this year, I think, about love and loss. To close this episode, I want to thank you once again for listening. Thank you for trusting us with your experience. And if you are also going through the loss of a loved one, please do know that we're here for you. We're sending you virtual hugs and we hope that you'll heal from it. Also, please do share your own experience on love and loss. Send us a DM and we'll have a chat. Obviously, everyone's experience is different, so I want to know how you guys deal with it. Remember that this is a safe space to share, so please don't be shy. Oh, and one last thing before I go. I have an important message for all of you listening, so please listen carefully, okay? If you or your loved ones have female reproductive organ, please Please, 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 please get checked, okay? Please get the HPV vaccine and please check your breasts regularly. Just do it, okay? Now, stay safe and happy and I hope to see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.